if dreams came true and you could be who you wanted to be? You could do what you wanted to do and you could help who you wanted to help. What if dreams came true and the world opened up and you were never, ever afraid? What if dreams came true? But dreams do come true, don't they? There are things I cannot do. I cannot watch while people suffer. I cannot sit when something must be done. I cannot judge those who are different. There are things I cannot do. Run. Hide. Ignore. There are things I cannot do. But there are certainly things I will do. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This is episode number 334, The Phantom Menace Remembered. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Qui-Gon Jinn and Queen Padme Amidala to my Jar Jar Binks, we have Carl Leclerc and Katie Horn. <laughs> I will not defer. <laughs> <laughs> what, to this local? <laughs> you won't defer to the local? No, never. <laughs> the queen. Which Ex- is it? <laughs> Excuse me. But the most safest place would be Gunga City. It's where I grew up. Tis a hidden city. City. You're... Can you take uh, us there? Uh, no. <laughs> rude? You're rude is what that is. <laughs> Guys, can you believe that this past Saturday marked the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace's premiere. Oh, what? I missed it. What? Nobody told me. I know. I huh? I know. I, <laughs> I was really worried when you had nothing to say about it all of Saturday. Oh, yeah. Absolutely I mean, nothing to I say. I kept, like, I refreshing not. my Twitter feed on Pohot Dameron's page, and I'm like, why Why is she not saying anything? And Can all of a sudden... Yeah, is she okay? Like, there was, like... I mean, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't even like she didn't say anything about... Star Wars. She just didn't say anything. Like yeah. her Twitter was dead all Saturday. I don't know what what happened. The police are like knocking on my front door. All like we noticed you weren't tweeting. Like <laughs> <laughs> everything's it's okay. Kind of a, it's kind of a big day for what we thought would be a big day for you, anyway. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just laying on the floor. I was just, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> oh my god! No, for serious though. On on May nineteenth, the anniversary of the Phantom Menace, I woke up at five in the morning, like energized. Like I woke up. It felt like Christmas morning. It really did. Like, I, you know, I woke up and it wasn't like, oh, whoa, it's five. Like, go back to sleep. It's like, no, the day has begun. Let's go open my presents. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I was I was on the couch in my pajamas <laughs> watching The Phantom Menace by like, you know, 5.02 in the morning. It was... Did you watch it more than once? Uh, no, I only watched it the once that day. The rest of the day was spent like talking about the Phantom Menace, like honestly, <laughs> and like tweeting about it and stuff like that. Like, uh, it was it was just a really wonderful Phantom Menace day. It was really cool seeing everybody online freaking out about it. You know, yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like I experienced the Phantom Menace like privately, like all throughout the year. You know, like I'll just watch it; it'll just be on while I do the dishes and stuff. <laughs> so I didn't feel the need to like marathon the Phantom Menace all day. Sure, I was definitely more into like being social about it online because like people people were actually talking about it for once. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I I was out of town all weekend, so I had very little online time, but. Um, the little bit that I caught was, yeah, it was just really cool to see Phantom Menace just like blowing up on Twitter um, and, <laughs> yeah. and all of it well, being it really- positive. Right. Like there wasn't anyone right. who was throwing shade at it. It was all just love. At least not on my timeline. You know what I mean? It was all love on my timeline. No shade at all. And yeah. what was really like, I, I seriously, I was just tweeting out, this is my favorite day when like all of my trends were like Phantom Menace number one, Darth Maul number two, Duel of the Fates number three. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is... This is it's like 1999 with- happened all over again, yeah, exactly. 20 years later. <laughs> oh, 1999. What a good year. I hope... I like half expected to reach for a can of Pepsi and just to see like, you know, C-3PO on there. But it's the C-3PO with like no gold casing, you know, it's naked naked C-3PO. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What do you mean? Naked. Naked. (laughs) It was at that moment. Thoughts are showing. (laughs) It was at that exact moment R2-D2 knew he would be with this droid for the rest of his life. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, sorry. My computer's Ooh, being really weird right now. <laughs> sorry. I love it. I'm into it. That's exactly the kind of energy that Phantom Menace cast needs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Spotify is, like, just having a mind of its own tonight, and it's driving me a little crazy, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> no, I'm so into it. I'm, I'm here. Just let it ride next time, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, we wanted to talk about just Phantom Menace. Um, I'm, well, I, you know, right? Like last week, we had a lot of fun just talking about Phantom Menace specifically in the context of what it might mean for the Skywalker saga as a whole. Right? As we started our kind of um, monthly journey to Rise of Skywalker, um, and we were supposed to have a really great guest tonight. Unfortunately, they they couldn't make it. Kind of last minute. And the three of us got together and we were like, uh, that's fine because we can just talk about Phantom Menace. <laughs> just um, Phantom Menace. <laughs> so let's just go. That's a topic we can all just sort of get on Skype and and talk about. Phantom Menace. That's 
sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> what a wonderful excuse to just bring Phantom Menace back to the Wampus Lair again. <laughs> because, yeah, honestly, this, uh, because honestly, at this point, we're just looking for excuses to talk <laughs> to Phantom Menace. <laughs> But before oh my God. we, so yeah, we just kind of want to talk not maybe a ton about the movie itself, but just kind of like the the hype train that surrounded Phantom Menace and and the excitement leading up to Phantom Menace when when it first yes. premiered back in ninety nine. Oh. But before we do, we we did have a, a poll from last episode, which of course was Phantom Menace themed, where we asked all of you what your favorite um char- who your favorite character is in the Phantom Menace. And Jason, you compiled that list. What did they have to say? Oh, well, they had quite a bit to say. Um, but we did have a few here uh, in sixth place with one vote each. Um, Rick Oley. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> Computers. Was I'm that not... Himbo? No. Is that what that was? Sorry, I'm about to throw my computer out the window. Oh, my so. gosh. I thought that was your cat. <laughs> uh, sorry. Why don't, you start, like, why don't you start that over Rick- again? <laughs> I was like, Rick Oley did nothing to you, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, except make it on this list in sixth place with one vote. Uh, also with one vote. Um, <laughs> there's a segue for you. Uh, also with one vote, uh, we've got Palpatine, Yaddle, Yerl Poof, and Sebulba. Yerl Poof got a vote? Yeah, somebody, somebody included a nice chunk of the Jedi Council on their post. So... Um, <laughs> It's like, who's your favorite character? Who stands out in your mind? Like, you know, there's so many great moments in this movie, great character moments. Yeah, you're old poof. That's it. That's my favorite. That's my guy. <laughs> That's so good. Yes, it's so good. Um, in fifth place with two votes, uh, we have the incomparable Sio Bibble. Yes. It's unthinkable that he made it this far on this list. Um, this can only mean one thing. Yeah. Invasion. Invasion. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also, Watto got two votes. Um, in fourth place, with three votes, uh, we have Jar Jar Binks. That's also where my vote went. So, oh, of course uh, did. That, that should be no surprise to any of you. And I don't have to explain myself. So, uh, <laughs> we'll just move on. <laughs> Um, in third place, we got a two-way tie for third place with six votes each. We've got Obi-Wan Kenobi and Padme Amidala. So um, I actually was pleasantly surprised to see that Padme got that high on the list. So, um, But yeah, that was pretty cool. And then in second place, with ten votes, we've got um, Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Did everybody you, should know that that's did, where Carl voted, not Katie. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Katie's vote was down in the Watto section. Absolutely. Yeah, the she's got ride or die. I know for, you definitely have like a thing for those like you know those junk dealers. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like yeah. Ray. Oh, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably who Ray's father actually is. It's Watto. Was Watto? Yeah. <gasps> Uncle Watto. We're tying the saga together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. That's why mind tricks don't work on her. Only portions. Like, you know, Kylo's trying to read her mind and she's all like, no, what are you doing? You think you're some kind of Jedi or something? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you hand it on like that? <laughs> I'm a junk dealer. My tricks don't work on me. Only money. <laughs> 
And since you're not giving me any, I'm not giving you anything. Anyways, um, but number one, far and away, number one, um, with 19 votes, almost Ooh. double second place, is Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. So. Wow, we got a Qui-Gon Jinn loving crowd. I don't know, maybe Master and Apprentice has something to do with it. I feel like it's really mm. fanned, uh, you know, this love for Qui-Gon Jinn right now. Which is well-deserved. Yeah. Um, the one weird thing is that Anakin didn't make the list at all. Aww. Yeah. Poor Anakin. Annie? Little Annie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is you! The <laughs> that is true. That is weird that, like, you know, Yaddle and, like, the poof guy get a vote, but Anakin doesn't? Weird. Oh, he's he's the hero. I don't know. Yeah. I feel, but I I can't exactly like judge anybody because I voted for Paul. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I I feel like Anakin would be in like a lot of people's maybe top five. But yeah, yeah. Everybody was only giving like their top two or three. So, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Qui Gon Jinn, far and away number one on our <laughs> poll here. So the, the chosen one can't get even one vote. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get on the ballot. Yeah. Dear Lord. More like chosen zero. Oh! oh! <laughs> After so, we move so, into Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, that will probably change. But Well, yeah, because uh, he got hot. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, he's to be tr- so he is to be picked then. No, he will not be picked. Not on this poll. <laughs> <laughs> not on this. Oh, my oh man. There you go. We're going to have a, a great fantastic epic matchup for you at the end of this episode um so please stay tuned for that um and you know what else is happening at the end of the episode is it the finale of the return of the jedi radio drama carl that's correct jason it is the finale of the return of the jedi radio drama um it's it'll be about as lackluster as the game of thrones finale um dun, so uh, don't dun, have dun, high dun. expectations <laughs> because you will be wildly disappointed like all of the last season of game of thrones there i said my point you feel like, so i feel like uh, i feel like you're beckett right now you know it's just all like everyone you know everyone people are predictable yeah. <laughs> like, yeah yeah game of thrones ridiculously <laughs> predictable and not good at the end but that's okay still enjoy it sorry this isn't a game of thrones podcast um, unfortunately you guys want to go start a game of thrones podcast <laughs> Jason would have to watch it, but <laughs> I mean, I I will say I'm not disappointed by the Game of Thrones finale because I haven't watched a single minute of Game of Thrones, so um, well, I can't I, be disappointed. I envy you for this last season. I don't envy you for every other season because they're all great. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's such it's such strong television, you know, like all the acting and stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, but yeah, we should go start a Game of Thrones podcast. Bye, Wampa's Lair. Hello, <laughs> Drogon's Lair. Yeah, Drogon's I Lair. <laughs> I feel like this would be basically um, a podcast where every week you guys are forcing an episode on me and then telling me why I should love it. Um, oh, that's That would be so amazing, though. Like, you <laughs> coming as, like, newbie, and you're all like, so that was a thing Carl and Katie made me watch. <laughs> 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 oh um, my god so but enough of dragons uh, <laughs> we've got demon face sith lords to deal with yes uh, can you guys remember your first memory around the phantom menace 
Like, what is your first recollection of this movie or the lead up to this movie? Can you remember? Sitting right up close to the computer screen, watching the itty bitty little uh, flash player of the trailer on StarWars.com because I was so excited. Actually, I take that back. Um, StarWars.com started doing – I forget what they called them, but it was basically like production journals. Webisodes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were like you know production journals and they had like an article with some back uh, behind the scenes stuff and they would include like concept art and photos in them on the website. And so that was uh, when I was little and we first got our computer and the internet, my go, my first website was starwars.com that I searched myself. Um, and so I became a regular, uh, on there, uh, you know, just I would go there almost every day just to see what else was new or to play games or something. And then when they started the Phantom Menace stuff, it was just there. And I was like, oh, oh, this is amazing. They actually <laughs> update the website. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know how that worked, but every time I'd come back, there was something new and it was cool. I didn't understand a thing about it, but I was just like, there's more Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So. That was my first exposure to the Phantom Menace, and then it was trying to get that stupid little itty bitty uh, <laughs> player with the trailer to work. Um, yeah, like and, dial up internet. You got to like let that thing load. You can walk away for an hour and then come back and watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, real fans would st- sit and watch it load. <laughs> That's one of the experience. <laughs> No, really quick. It's a fan I of Menace. Do I don't it. move let's, for nothing. I let's, don't. <laughs> let's do a quick just check in on what our ages were. Like that that like you know early part of ninety nine. So I I was thirteen. Yeah, I was thirteen. How old were you, Katie? It just turned eleven. Yeah. I turned ten five days before the Phantom Menace premiered. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Love it. I. Yeah, so early part of '99, I was still nine, but like right before Just the Phantom Just like Man. little Annie, who got no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, cool. No, I just yeah, I'm just curious because it it's always that's I think that's like an, always an important part to remember. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, is that we were we were very much like that right age yeah. for this movie to to hit us. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, so, oh yeah. What about you, Katie? What What do you remember being kind of your first? Um, introduction to Phantom Menace before the film hit? You know what's weird is that I don't have a distinct memory of this is my first time Mm. seeing like a Phantom Menace thing. I don't really remember like the first time I saw the trailer. I I remember, yeah, watching it on like all my friends' computers. You know what I mean? Like everybody would be all like, you know, let's watch the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. And we would like pull it up and it like blew my mind that you could watch a video on a, you know, on a computer <laughs> just somehow <laughs> magically. You know? Yes. I was like, wait a second. I thought you had to go to the movie theater to see a trailer. No, you could just watch it right here. <laughs> like in your house. Right. <laughs> Quick time. That was the program. I was yeah. trying to Quick time. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Um, But I do, I remember so much of the marketing, like it was everywhere, Mm -hmm. everywhere. I remember um, being in the, in the grocery store and looking at this big cardboard display of, uh, of Queen Amidala 
um, and thinking, uh, saying out loud, I want my hair to look like that. How can, you know, how can this happen? You know, I, how do we do that? I, I want it. And then being told, you know, that's a wig, right? And like my whole world crashed down around me. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it would have been like if Santa at the mall had like ripped off his beard. <laughs> like, oh, that's how like. That's how crushed I was to learn that Padme's hair was a wick. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, like, I remember, you know, all the there were so many like collectibles at the time because everything was limited yeah. edition. Mm-hmm. Everything. I remember like keeping the, the TV guide from from that month, mm. you know, because it was like, oh, right. There was um, a whole series of TV guides yeah. that you had Different to collect covers. to make a complete picture. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So you, you had to have the same issue of, of the TV guide, but nine different times to have the whole picture. And I remember like asking people, hey, do you, do you need your TV guide? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was obsessed. Oh, but like. The real- I've got a lot of other stuff to say on the marketing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But like I. My my first was the was still StarWars.com. So, but yeah, that was oh so much marketing. And I definitely got involved. Oh, I got involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, uh, yeah, I was trading, uh, you know, Pepsi cans with kids at school trying <laughs> yeah. to get the complete set. You know, I'm like, I really need the C-3PO. I really need it. You guys don't understand. <laughs> what about you, Carl? What was the first uh, first exposure to the Phantom Menace you had? That's a great question because I don't know the answer. Um, oh, nice, <laughs> that's why I really wanted nice. to ask you guys because I – like well, like yeah, you said, Katie, it's it's kind of. I, remember- I can't really remember a distinct thing, to be completely honest. Um, it's there was so much of it. Gosh, yeah, yeah, there really was. You know, um, I don't, I don't. So I, I can, I can remember the first distinct thing that I remember. I don't think it was necessarily the first thing because I feel like the TV guide things were floating around. There was also the Vanity Fair article. Um, and again, not that I had those things, but my, like my mom would buy them for me. Like she'd see them at the grocery store and bring them home for me. I, I had no idea about those (laughs) things. And, and, um, it was, it was just really cool to see those pictures. But the thing that stands out the most to me that I remember is the fact that the duel of the fates had a music video on TRL on MTV. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I remember recording that on my VCR so that I could watch the music video over and over again. But they nice. also, when it premiered, um, I remember it also, and I, I filmed all of this, and I still wish I had the videotape, not that I have a VCR, but um, <laughs> they also went to the Toys R Us in Times Square and did the Midnight, you're right, that was the first time we ever had a Midnight Madness was in connection to the Phantom Menace. And I, I know I didn't go to ours. I don't know if my local Toys R Us even did one, but I know I didn't go to it. Um, but I do remember watching it on MTV's TRL. They, they did like this clip from Toys R Us before premiering the music video. And I was just blown away that they had a music video for Star Wars. Right. Um, and now I, I didn't know this obviously because I wasn't alive in 1983, but apparently they did do a music video for Lapty Nick as well. And that was also, I'm pretty sure on MTV. Um, if you know that for sure, like, Feel free to confirm, or if I'm wrong, feel free to say that as well. Um, but I know that there was a music video for Lapty Neck. Um, but for all I knew, at 
13 years of age in my Star Wars fandom, this was the first time we ever got a Star Wars music video. And I just remember also thinking, like, this is on TRL, right? Like, Total Request mm-hmm. Live, which was, like, the cool thing to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh all of gosh. a sudden, like, there was this really, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier, Katie, that Phantom Menace is, in a lot of ways has always been just, like, this kind of individualized personal love that you yeah. really got to share in a social way this weekend. That was really what Star Wars was for me up until 99 was, uh, you know, I didn't really talk about it much because it wasn't cool. But all of a sudden it was on TRL and it kind of gave it this cultural relevance um, where it was like kind of okay to start talking about your, your, you know, adoration of Star Wars again. Oh, that was exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Just for me, I I really empathize with that experience because, um, you know, I I had seen Star Wars on VHS at home uh, and then I'd seen the, the special editions in theaters in 1997 um, but then like, other than that, if I try, if I like talked about Star Wars at school, like the other kids didn't really know what I was talking about, you know, it just kind of wasn't in the cultural consciousness, at least, you know, on the, the elementary middle school level, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't relevant. Like nobody cared. And then all of a sudden everybody cared, <laughs> everybody. And that was so wild to me. That that suddenly this this thing that I knew really well, like all the other kids like suddenly cared about. And I remember um, one of like the real tragedies about like my life, honestly, is that I didn't get to see The Phantom Menace until like two or three weeks after it had been released. Like and I like, you know, and everybody else at school had seen it. And so um, I, I remember trying to talk to the other kids about it because, you know, I'd like collected magazines and stuff. Um, and I was all like, oh, yeah, this queen is really cool because she's going to be Luke and Leia's mom. And the other kids are like, nah, she's not Luke and Leia's mom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she is because Anakin's going to grow up and be dark. The girl's not Luke and Leia's mom. Luke and Leia aren't even in the movie. Your magazine's wrong. Just tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, I literally remember a kid, another kid telling me, tear up that magazine because it's lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, first your first ever encounter with fake news. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, with fake fans. That too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you're such a fake fan. No <laughs> internet trolls. Let's yeah. the internet. Let's 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 take a quick thirty second pause. Can we? Sure. So who says only guys can be heroes? older brother that too i say what about florence nightingale and that queen elizabeth person we read about in class they were heroes just like queen amadala here she comes she's gonna get a lot of candy this year let's follow her now at big kmart all star wars kids costumes are on sale Oh my gosh, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, it's the so commercial cute. itself is is actually quite clever. It's so but cute. what makes it so 1999 <laughs> is the fact that it's a Kmart commercial. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that commercial's so cute. So, you know, because this is audio, people can't see. The that little girl is actually like in front of her mirror, like putting on Padme makeup and a pat and a whole like Padme costume, 
and then she like descends the staircase <laughs> like 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 she's a queen like she's all regal and stuff <laughs> and then all queen. the dumb boys like yeah. all the dumb boys who are just like Darth Maul and Jar Jar and Anakin they're like whoa she's so cool she's gonna get so much candy you <laughs> <laughs> should follow her <laughs> uh, that's right bow down to your queen <laughs> And descending the stairs is exactly the proper term, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes. Descends the stairs. She doesn't just come down the stairs, she descends. That's like, oh my gosh. That's Braces like, us with her presence. That's like big Queen Amidala energy right there with, you know, like Sabe going, I will not cooperate. <laughs> I will not cooperate. No, no, your highness. In time, the suffering of your people will persuade you to see our point of view. <laughs> oh, Newt. He and then she just pelts them with his with her Halloween candy. She like reaches <laughs> into the bags, throwing Halloween candy at him. <laughs> oh oh man. man, that commercial is great though because you know there's. I think it's just first off, like Katie, you found you found that and shared it. Uh, I'd never seen yes. that ever. So um, huge props on that, and obviously it meant something to you, understandably. <laughs> and I just think it's really important for. Just like a just like a simple commentary on the fact that Star Wars since really even the Phantom Menace, if probably not before, like it's always been intentional about marketing to women, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the people that think that this is some sort of new phenomenon with the sequel trilogy are just kind of wrong. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I did a whole thread where I counted every single woman who gets a speaking line in the Phantom Menace. And it's seriously like 23 women, like, which blows the original trilogy out of the water, mm. you know? And I'm just like, you could, you could really see how with the Phantom Menace, they were like, we're going to make more of an effort here. There could be female aliens. There could be women just hanging out, living their lives. They don't have to be anybody's mom. You right, know? Yeah. <laughs> like- they could just be selling palloys. Yeah, exactly. Gragra. Yeah. yeah. Or Jira. That was Jira. Jira. Yeah, yeah. Gragra with her uh, with her gorg stand. I yeah. love her. Hey, hey. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, Gragra is female. I didn't uh, know that. That's going to cost se- seven whoopie whoopie. Whoopie whoopie. Whoopie whoopie. Oh my gosh. The amazing thing about all of this is that it really was just kind of everywhere. All at once, the marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was highly coordinated. And it was like, as soon as it turned to 1999, yeah. Phantom Menace was everywhere. Um, golly. The, they had these like six-inch like little mini like preview statuette kind of figures. Um, They're like super plasticky um, and like the arms would move and their waist would turn on some of them. And there was like four of them, Jar Jar, Watto, Anakin, and Maul. Uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) And I ended up with Jar Jar and Watto like super early on in the year. I was like, I I got them at our local grocery store. Like it was, you know, it was at the grocery store, not like a Walmart or a target or anything. It was our local grocery store. Um, And you mentioned earlier, Katie, the Pepsi cans. Yes. Everywhere. Um, it got so bad that I wanted so I wanted to try and get the whole collection, and I think I ended up being like three cans short of the oh. whole collection. It got so bad, like late summer, like July, 
I am scouring the watch <laughs> behind sorry. our house, seeing if anybody has tossed anything. Um, you know, and then it's gotten, you know, you know, what blown down the wash by, you know, the rains or whatever. I and I found some. Ooh. But, you know, I, I think I found a really beat up Sebulba. Oh, um, you had to like clean it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh. half <laughs> half crushed and all that stuff. Um and until I found a better one like a, a month later. Um it, somebody gave me a, a better one a month later. Uh that was my Sebulba in my collection. Um oh, it was crazy. But yeah, like that was when the collector in Little Jason kind of woke up and took notice and was like, ooh, there's a lot of stuff out here. Me likey. So <laughs> You became the scavenger. <laughs> I did. I literally did. Um, but yeah, no, uh, but that was when I started like collecting action figures in earnest. That was, you know, when I started... Back then, you had the little pamphlet catalogs that got stuck in with the the ships and figures and stuff. Those things um, are And I would, you know, flip through those and you know, marker my checklists what I had or circle what I wanted and things like that. It was I spent hours doing that stuff. Sure. You know. You know. Oh my gosh. So the Pepsi cans were such a huge part of like my excitement building up to this. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Obi-Wan, we've got to save the queen! Where's her dad? Mr. Jar Binks, come for comic relief. Emergency landing on Tatooine. No! Pod racing is with Love you, Mom. Love you, Padme. Uh, oh no! Darth Maul! <laughs> my brains are spilling out! Oh joy, wind. This is the weirdest state I've ever been on. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, you must. Well, Star Wars Episode One cans collect all twenty-four this summer. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Carl, yeah. you did not just bring out Marfalub. You did not. Yep, I did. Oh my god, you did! <laughs> oh my gosh, Marfalub, so cute. <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> what is this? I need to Google this. Wait, Hold on, Jason. I... You didn't know Marfalub? Here you go. I, I may not. Know the name in the face. Uh, let me see. Oh my gosh, Marfalum's amazing. So he's this alien with like six arms, right? Or is it four? Four. Yeah. Yeah. At each one holding a Pepsi can. Dexter Jetson <laughs> Jr. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think Marfalum's like his entire thing is that he drinks Pepsi and likes the Phantom Menace. So he's me. His. <laughs> That's what I see when I look in the mirror. He's <laughs> just Marvel on so, oh, okay. He looks vaguely familiar. <laughs> One, he, yeah, they also did like other like commercials with that character during the Phantom Menace build up as well. I know there's one where he's like flying around in like a speeder. Um, he, he one was, where he's like watching the movie with Jake Lloyd, and it's so yeah, cute. Like he goes to yeah. the premiere of the Phantom Menace with Jake Lloyd. It's adorable. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> wizard. Um, it's so wizard, Annie. <laughs> You know, the, th- oh the thing I really loved about the Pepsi cans was the fact that every single can also had a brief description of the character, right? Yeah, so you actually yeah. got like, like, a, like a like a sentence description. More than a sentence. I, I mean, it was okay, like a, at, like a short yeah, paragraph. Yes, right. At Pablo Hidalgo, are those descriptions still canon? Pablo, please. <laughs> Pablo, I need to know. <laughs> you got to ask, Katie. You're, they- you're the bigger celeb out there. He'll answer. Yeah, you. right. 
<laughs> you just need to like, you know, uh, did, did they have to run those summaries by story group before they before mm. they printed them? <laughs> That's the real question. Yeah, but that was so like when Phantom Menace came out, I was I mean, that was when I was really like um, like at that point I had been like a hardcore Star Wars fan for about three to four years. And one of the things that I had been really into right up until Phantom Menace was the um, customizable card game that Decipher had put out. And the thing I loved about that game and, and forever will love about the game was that every single card had like some sort of canon explanation about that card, whether it was a, a you know a behind the scenes character or you know some sort of device that you see laying in the background. You learned so much about that Star Wars world because of those cards. So I love that these Pepsi cans kind of continued that tradition of these are characters we'd never seen before. And here it is, at least like a brief description about them. Um, and I remember I did get all the cans. Um, and not on my own volition. Like I, I had probably maybe a dozen of them. Cause I think there's what 30 of them, but my, yeah, I'm my, in, like, I'm in, it's what Marfalum said. How many? I'm in like such 24. 24. 24. Okay. I'm in like such awe of you, Carl right now, by the way, if you like strapped them to yourself, I'd be like <laughs> bowing down like, like the Ewoks. Oh, well, here's the set. I don't know. Oh, like you're oh, so shiny covered oh. in those Pepsi cans. I don't have them anymore. <laughs> So then, I know. So I I probably collected like maybe ten to twelve of them, and then my my aunt worked at Frito Lay at the time, and oh, snap. um she collected a ton of she collected the rest of them for me and brought them to me one day, and you know like it's actually better to keep like not open the Pepsi can, just leave them as is. Well, I opened every single one and just dumped it out because like a lot of them were Mountain Dew. I don't like Mountain Dew. Um, so I would like dump them all out and then I had them all on display. We had this like, like clubhouse that my dad had built for my brothers and I in our backyard. And I had them all like lining the windowsills of the clubhouse. Now, of course they were all now opened, not washed out. So, right. There's still lots of like little bits of soda down there. Our clubhouse was full of bugs. (laughs) Um, because of that. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I didn't care. My brothers were not pleased with me. (laughs) <laughs> I remember they you didn't wash them out. Yeah, they complained to my parents, so they made me put them all in a big trash bag, like not to throw out, but just like in a big trash bag, so that I could tie them off. Um, I but, love it. It's amazing. My favorite can was always Boss Nass. I don't know oh, why. Yeah? I don't know why he was just. I loved that can. I loved the Boss Nass can. Man, you know what? It's weird because the C-3PO one was mine, too. Maybe it's because I had to work for it. Like, I specifically mm. remember trying to, like, trade for it at school. Like, you know, <laughs> getting other kids to, like, what do I got to give you to get the C-3PO can? You want, you want my lunch money? Is that what you want? I need this can. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was definitely my favorite can. Uh, man, something that, like, blows my mind is that, yeah, I, I bought into the marketing, like, hard yeah like it worked on me probably because i was so young but it definitely like oh they got katie hook line and sinker they got her (laughs) yeah so i remember there was like i think it was like it came in like a magazine because um all all i really remember is like how glossy the paper was of this thing and i and i held on to it for like ever um it was like a like a tostitos or, or it was for tortilla chips i don't remember the brand I guess it must have been Frito Lay because yeah, that, Frito-Lay. that was who. Yep, it was yeah, but it was like specifically for like chips and salsa. So it was an advertisement for uh, chips and salsa and um, and Pepsi, of course. And it was basically a Phantom Menace drinking game, but with chips and soda. 
And they're like, they're like, yeah. So every time Padme does, you know, X to, you know, eat a handful of chips, every time Jar Jar sticks out his tongue, take a sip of soda. And I was like, this sounds amazing. I have to do it. And, I, and then like, because I held on to this thing for like so long, I seriously, after it came out on home video, I remember I threw a Phantom Menace chips and soda, like party, like drinking game party. <laughs> You know, like had all my friends over and there's just like bags and bags of chips and sodas and whatever. Like, you know, oh, Charger stuck out his tongue. Everybody drink. (laughs) But you would just be drinking soda. Huh? But you're just drinking soda. But we were just drinking soda because we were kids. And that's, you know, that that was the, you know, that was the game. Oh, my gosh. I love it. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Um, I have no idea what happened to it. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, please, please send it to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't really remember the Frito-Lay advertising for Phantom Menace. I remember it well for Attack of the Clones, um, mm-hmm. like the Lay's potato chips ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them had like the little puzzle pieces for like the 3D puzzles that you could put together. But that's we're not talking about Attack of the Clones. Anyways, um, not, not today. Not today. <laughs> There may be a day when we talk about Attack of the Clones, but it is not this day. Oh, this day. <laughs> this day um, we fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm so my sorry, God. Carl. Carl's like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord know. of the Rings. Star Carl's Star like, eh. Sure. That's cool. That's <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh. I just remember everybody was hyped. Everybody. Everybody was hyped. For Star Wars. Um, and I, I I remember going to the library because that was back in the day when, when I went to the library once a week uh, with my, my family and everything. We knew once a week oh. and getting the DK books, the you know incredible cross sections, the ultimate guides, all that kind of stuff that came out like a month before the movie. And I literally... And, Back then, you could get the books for three weeks, and if nobody else requested it, you could renew it for another three weeks. <laughs> so um, I would do that, and I would just devour these books. So I knew a lot about what was in the movie, like you know, the stuff-wise and character-wise, before the movie came out, because I was devouring the Incredible Cross Sections and the Ultimate Guide or whatever it was they called it, the visual guide, um, and that kind of stuff. So I, oh, it was so good. It was so good. I got made fun of once because I... Once? Because <laughs> uh, I brought one of these books to, like, a testing day uh, at our, you know, we were doing some um, uh, uh, testing, and you could bring books for when, you know, you were the, the downtime or whatever. And I was, I brought I think it was incredible cross sections and the kid next to me was asking about it and I was explaining things and this, this older boy from across the room just, you know, heard me say Nemoidians, but back then I called them Nemodians. Oh, um, oh, Jason, that's so cute. I, and Wait, can we just do that forever now? Like <laughs> the Mun Clouds, we have our Mun oh, Clouds yeah. and our, yeah. and our <laughs> Nemodians. And, uh, Wait, say it again. Nemedians and the Nemedians, yeah, the Mun Clouds and the Nemedians. <laughs> yes, um, and I distinctly remember saying something about the Nemedians, <laughs> and this guy goes, 
Memedeans, you're so stupid. Oh. <laughs> or something like that. And, it, and I was like, uh, and I closed the book and I turned to the kid next to me. It's like, I'll tell you later. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so I was, yeah. Oh. And I got mad because he apparently got um, advanced tickets for through his family to go see it and didn't really care. Oh. Uh, that's like uh, me when people got into the Phantom Menace yuck. 20th anniversary panel and I didn't and they were like complaining about it like oh I don't even want to go to the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel exactly but somebody was kind enough and offered you so yeah exactly that was really kind oh, I'm so glad I was there like in that room uh Man, do you guys you guys like it when I get like really weird and high concepts because I'm an art kid, right? You guys of you guys appreciate it, right? Yeah. 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 So I remember so clearly like how it felt to suddenly have Star Wars, you know, everywhere in nineteen ninety nine. You know, I just remember that this very private thing becomes a universal thing and kinda like mm. I don't know how cool that feels. I had a very similar moment to that when um, I first saw the uh, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, which you guys should know by now made me openly weep. <laughs> like I just burst into tears and had disgusting mascara lines down my face. And that was because, I don't know, there was something so distinct about seeing, you know, every generation has a legend, every saga comes to an end. When I saw that, suddenly this very private love that I have for the Phantom Menace. You know, not a lot of people share that, right? You guys do, obviously. Sure. I, I've found a lot of people to share in that, you know? But not a lot of Star Wars fans embrace the Phantom Menace the way I do. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's it was just there, and everybody was sharing in, in, in it, and everybody loved it. And I kind of felt like, I don't know, Almost like nine-year-old me, 10, 11-year-old me was like reaching through time to give me a high five. You know? <laughs> like, like suddenly I was, I was that age again. And I, I don't know. It, it was like two moments in time echoing each other. You know, when you're who you were, but you're also who you are. And they're the same person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I said, I'm getting like high concept and weird. It's hard to describe no. those moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that's weird at all because they that was very deliberate on mm-hmm. their part with the the Rise of Skywalker trailer to yeah. call that out. It was very deliberate. Um, it was like it was like you know when Ray and Ben like re- touch hands from across the galaxy, you know. Except they're both me. There's one that's <laughs> me and one that's me that's ten years old. <laughs> We're touching hands. <laughs> like hey, I got you. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, before we, we, we move on, um, I want to ask, was there a, a Phantom Menace collectible of some sort that you Ooh. desperately wanted but never got? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about this. We talked about it, right? Which, what is which my Darth Maul shoes. My Darth Maul shoes. That's right. Your Darth yeah. Maul shoes. Desperately you- wanted them. Uh, <laughs> finally got them like 20 years later i got 20, them yeah yes. i did <laughs> are, the, are the are the ones you got the ones that were out back in 99 katie oh no because those would have been for a child oh, no right. oh right okay yeah my my new dark small shoes are are custom uh they were a gift from my sister actually which was really cool awesome. that's awesome yeah 
I didn't even know yeah. they made Darth Maul shoes. I mean, I doesn't in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, yeah. they probably made a <laughs> I had whole Anakin line of... Skywalker Pod Racer shoes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll send you guys. Came out. You could definitely. I. I um... I've Googled them before just to kind of like look at what I never had and brood about it, obviously. So <laughs> I'll send you a picture of the Darth Maul shoes from 1999. I'll post them on Twitter or something. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Carl? Was there something that you desperately wanted but never got? There was nothing that I desperately wanted. Um, the only thing that I really want – not desperately, but the thing I really wanted that I just never got – was the Qui-Gon Jinn FX lightsaber. Not FX, but like, mm-hmm. you know how they... So in, at the time Phantom Menace came out, they released like the kind of like higher quality lightsabers um, mm-hmm. that had the really thick plastic, the really good hilts. And then they also had the CVS brand ones, which oh. like if you smack them together a few times, a lot of times the blade would come out of the handle because they were really <laughs> cheap. Um, and I mean, that was the difference. One was like 40 bucks, one was 10. Um, yep. Yep, and I did have the cheap Qui Gon one, but my cousin had the good one, and I just always wanted it for myself, and I never got it. Um, and I remember when we would play Duel of the Fates in their basement, and I think this was after the movie had come out at that point. But we would try to recreate the the duel, and both my cousins, my one cousin had the the, the high quality Darth Maul lightsaber, nice. his brother had the high quality Qui Gon one, and I had the crap quality. Obi-Wan. So like we'd be smacking them together a few times and all of a sudden my blade would go flying out again. And they're like, damn it, Carl. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was like the Cheapo brand and the Hasbro brand. And the Hasbro yeah, was a good yeah, one. Yeah. So um for me, and this is because there wasn't a lot released and it was expensive, but for me, it was Queen Amidala's Royal Starship. Oh, the Hasbro ooh, one. yeah. Yeah. I wanted that, that one big. so bad. I saw it at a Toys R Us in like June. And I was like, I want that so bad. And I, it was expensive. And mm-hmm. so I saved my allowance for months to buy oh, it. Yeah. And I finally had enough money or almost enough money. And my mom was like, I'll cover the rest. Oh. We went back and it was gone. Oh, oh no! Oh, you're breaking my heart. I forgot that we were talking about things we never got. Cause, yeah, because I was like, oh, and then he got it. No, <laughs> I forgot no. how the game was played. And now, <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> and now, of course, it's like at least twice as expensive as it was in stores. It oh, was, of course. It's like it was like eighty or ninety bucks back then, and it's like two hundred oh. or more in on eBay or whatever now. So, oh man. You guys know what I never knew existed when I was a kid, and I'm gonna get someday is the um, is the Padme dolls that they released at the time. You know, yeah, like the Padme Barbie dolls, where she has like a ton of different outfits and brushable oh, sure. hair. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. I definitely would have gotten them when I was a kid if I had seen them, but I have no memory of them. But but I've seen them around. Like I saw them around Star Wars Celebration and stuff, and I was like, oh, I should get them. But you know, how do I get them home? I'm just like, one day, I'm just going to get on eBay and order those because they're so cool. (laughs) Yeah. Can we pause for a couple seconds? I I got something I think that you might like. Yeah. Are you downstairs again, honey? Not now, Mom. I gotta get out of here. I'm late. I'm not worthy. 
Um, How much Marvel are you going to hit me with today, Carl? <laughs> I, just, I, I was excited because I found the one with Jake Lloyd. I didn't realize Jake Lloyd only had hush, shushes him. He doesn't talk, but he's so cute just sitting there in his little tux. Oh, yeah, he is. Little, little Jake. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of weird commercials, you know what we got to talk about? We got to talk about the KFC Taco Bell Pizza Hut trilogy. Like, oh, my gosh. You guys remember those? Yes. Yeah. I got like... I got like the the boss nass water squirter, oh. um, and the um, the Coruscant planet where you hit the button and the front of the planet pops up and there's a little scene inside, um, and the it's it's a the Senate uh, inside Coruscant and the the little Senate pod goes, bobs up and down for a little bit um, until the the wind runs out, but um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, those are the only ones I got. And I was like talking with my brother. I got some at, at like a garage sale that summer. I was like talking to my brother. We got to go get these. We got to go get these. And my brother was like, yeah, we should. And we were making a game plan. And my mom and dad were like, you know, we're not going to Taco Bell. Ah, no. <laughs> we're not going to go to Pizza Hut. No. You know, it's like, but, 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 but oh, we're not going just for the Star Wars toys. No. So. That's how marketing works, mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> you buy the cereal for the prize inside, mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I'm talking about the commercials, though. You guys remember the commercials? Vaguely. Oh, my gosh. So they were so rad. Okay, so there was the ser- series of commercials where the Taco Bell dog, the colonel from KFC, and a Pizza Hut delivery lady all teamed up to fight crime. And by crime, I mean battle droids. It was so good. What? You guys remember that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Carl, no. you're searching it for it right now, aren't I, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. No, they're so good. So, yeah, I I think I remember, yeah, the Pizza Hut delivery lady was like a, uh, was like a bounty hunter, you know? So, she, you know, that's why... Uh, you know, she had like, a, so, you know, she's like carrying that, that like sling that they carry pizzas in. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And so it kind of looked like, like a, like a bounty hunter pack, you know, and she had like a blaster and then like, I think the KFC guy was the Jedi and then the Taco Bell dog was, was like chewy. I don't know. Like, it was, gosh. And this is oh. a real thing that happened. I oh. swear. Got it. I'm not yes. just like, Katie's like. Defeat the dark side. Get a game medallion and you could win one of millions of prizes instantly. Even a Star Wars speeder. Only a Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC. <laughs> I'm not as excited when you can't see it. Sorry, everybody. But <laughs> oh, No, it's so good. <laughs> um, like, no, I'm so glad you pulled it up, though, because it proves that I wasn't just having, like, crazy 11-year-old Katie fever dreams. I'm just all like, yeah, the Taco Bell dog is a Jedi. You guys... <laughs> Yeah, that's no. what Phantom Menace does to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I'm gonna. All right, hold, well, hold on. Can we talk okay. about one thing about Phantom Menace that, at least for me, and I feel like y'all might agree. Um, yeah. My favorite thing about the Phantom Menace was just the release of the toys. Yeah. I, mean, I the Comchick toys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I loved everything about them so much. <laughs> 
<laughs> the explosive words and sounds of the Star Wars Comtech system. Imagine yourself in the movie. I sense a disturbance in the Force. May the Force be with you. You join us. You will be a Jedi. I promise. You have been well trained. You haven't experienced Star Wars until you've experienced Comtech. Figures come with chips. Readers sold separately. Batteries not loaded. <laughs> it's your universe. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love how, it, you know, the, the context sounds exactly nothing like Obi-Wan Kenobi. You will be a Jedi, I promise. Obi-Wan yeah. is <laughs> terrible. It's the so context for Obi-Wan is actually terrible, but it's so <laughs> hilarious. Um, Carl, have you heard the Blast Points episode about the Comtech Not chips? yet. Not oh, yet. you should. It's so good. They just oh. go... So, like, for serious, they keep the Comtech chips in, like, an Easter basket, and they're just, like, <laughs> going through each one and trying to guess who the character is that's speaking, because none of them oh. sound like their actual characters. <laughs> it's so good. It's oh, I can't wait to thing. listen to that. It's amazing. Blast yeah. points. Highly recommend. Uh, the you know the thing with the Comtech is, I remember I got the I had the the reader for it, which looks just like that big you know electric razor comlink that yeah, Qui Gon uses yeah. to talk to Obi Wan in the movie itself, <laughs> and except three, like three times bigger. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it has to fit in my like awkward child sized hand, you know, like my bulky child yes. fingers yeah <laughs> and i was never like even though i had it i remember like buying all i i just wanted the figures the thing i loved most about the comtech chip that came with each figure was that they were in a great looking stand right because they also had a peg in it so that you could put the figure on it as like a standee so, so cool. i really liked that i used that more than anything and i i think i finally got the comtech reader one time at probably a kmart because it was like on sale like well after the film had come out and it was like you know probably more than half off and i, I just finally decided to buy it and then of course like i ran home and i was like doing all my comtech things with it and right like looking back now it's comical like how bad most of them are <laughs> but i don't remember thinking that when i had it like i was just like this is great because especially yeah. until the movie came out like again that was the way you could kind of recreate Think something from the movie because you didn't have that ownership yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, my sister and I had um, the the Theed Palace generator like playset. Do you guys remember the one? I do. Uh, yeah. Uh, which one is that? Okay, so it there like was, like two Theed playsets. That came yeah, out. this is the one that had like um, a ramp on it, and then like the pit where Darth Maul dies. Like okay. <laughs> you know. Oh man, it was so cool. Um, and it had like little spinning discs, you know, with pegs in them, so you could put the figures on the pegs and then spin them around like they're, you know, fighting with their lightsabers. And nice. so my sister and I, we put that up on the top of the stairs so that when Darth Maul falls, you know, through, you know, and dies, he could actually like fall like high from high up. Like, <laughs> ah, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I had I had the the hanger playset which led into the the generator room playset. Or I I not had it. I got it like a couple of years ago. Um yes. <laughs> but yes. Um yeah, those were cool. I I always looked at them on like the catalog books and I was like I want those. <laughs> but I get them as a kid. Um so Did I but, tell you Oh, did I tell you guys that um 
my sister and I, yeah, like like I said, we had a ton of these three and three quarter inch figures. Um, and, you know, because th- that's just how we played. Padme had to be dating somebody, right? Like ah. you're playing and she, so she has to be dating. That's just <laughs> how the game is played. You need some <laughs> romance in there. But she couldn't be dating Anakin because he was just like a little kid, you sure. know? It right. was, it was tight, you know, Phantom Menace Anakin. So in in our game in our headcanon, uh, she was dating Obi Wan and Darth Maul at the same time. Like those were her oh. boyfriends. Yeah, nice. spicy, right? Yeah. Yes, very <laughs> spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, you insisted that she was dating Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, I I got a lot of the figures. Like I said, this is when my my collector awakening happened. Phantom nice. uh, Menace. And so I had a lot of the figures. I got quite a few of the Comtechs. Um, I kept the backings of all the cards. Mm. Uh, for the longest time, I kept all the card backs that I had. Um, just because. Uh, and the nice thing about those is that it had the lines that were on the Comtech printed on the back of the card. And so I knew, you know, the order of the line. So if I wanted to try and find a specific line, I was like, okay, this one, let's see where it's at. Okay, it's there. Do it two more times and I'll get to the line I want. But I didn't really use the t- Comtech reader while I was playing with the action figures. It was either playing with the action figures or playing with the Comtech reader. Um, and, yeah, that was that was kind of how that went. It was weird. Um, I used... The contact reader more for the uh, the sound effect buttons that it had at the top. Oh yeah, like, right. You could like load three different cards into it at one time, right, and save right? them. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about but, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, you you had a couple of buttons, and one would be like lightsaber sounds. One was blaster effects. <laughs> and I feel like if you pushed the both buttons together and held them for a second, it would do like blasting into light speed <laughs> something like that so that's so good but yeah i that was what i used most out of it um what was was that feature uh but yeah no that was a that was a thing uh that that summer um of course i had a huge star wars birthday like the week afterwards oh of course uh, yeah and why didn't like, you invite me jason God. Yet, i'm sorry and i was <laughs> Just turning ten, so uh, I better I better get an invitation in the mail like, like tomorrow. <laughs> it's been lost for like twenty years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where it finally it's at, finds me. You know? um, <laughs> but I got two Comtech readers for my birthday. I was nice. like, I don't know what to do with the second one. I think I gave it to my brother, and he. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I got two of them for my birthday. Um, I think, and then that was also the year I got my first ever star Wars soundtrack. <gasps> so the Phantom Menace soundtrack for my birthday and my life was never the same. <laughs> Thing was beautiful. Oh, and it was also it was great some... that it came out before the movie. I mean, also oh. terrible because of that track, <laughs> end, which obviously just that could mean anything. That's just some misdirection. Mis- right. Misdirection. Yeah, except <laughs> it was the most yeah. literal and on the nose thing ever that Star Wars <laughs> has done. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the best Star- Phantom Menace toy that was ever 
ever released, ever, you guys. What's Please that? tell me you're about to talk about the Jar Jar lollipop. Um, yeah, my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> Those sweet, sweet tongue kisses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even when they were, Don't. you know, new and fresh, I didn't <laughs> do that. I was like, mm, I'm good, thanks. I'm just, like, I'm just like eating my Jar Jar tongue lollipop, and you guys are like, "Don't do that again." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we were. No, <laughs> um, I am talking about Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer for the N64. Ooh, that's your favorite. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that was, gosh, that game? I, that was a good game. I got that for, yeah, Episode One Racer. I got that for <laughs> PC. I think it was like a year or two later is when it came to PC. But I got that and I played that quite a bit. I beat the game on PC. Oh, man, it was so hard for me to beat. Like, the last race is the Boonta Eve, right? I think it all builds up to the Boonta Eve. It comes back. You you hit Boonta Eve a couple of times, oh, okay. but you hit the actual movie map, the yeah. last map. Yeah. I think I think that was the one. I never beat it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. So, and I was like, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I made so it. hard. I couldn't do it. I liked playing Odie Mondrell for some reason. Actually, I know why. I know why. It's because he's the one who has the little pit droids, and they get like mm. caught in his engine. <laughs> I loved him in the movie that for that exact reason. I don't know why. I just thought that was so cute. <laughs> the, that was the game. Pit droids. Yep. I never, I never played the game early on because I never had a video game system until later in high school. Um, I'm pretty sure my cousins had Racer. And nice. I may have played it once or twice over there, but that was a really fun game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did any of you ever get to play the um, the you know arcade version, the cabinet version uh, with the? Oh, you with, did. With oh. The, yeah. the one that actually had the actually, handles. Yeah, yes. it had yes. handles, and you could like sit in a tiny version of Anakin's pod. Like, oh man, I never got to play it, but I've seen no, pictures. I there was several a birthday in the years that followed the Phantom Menace where we would end up at a Chuck E. Cheese or a Peter Piper pizza or something like that. And I would spend my entire $5 (laughs) worth of quarters on that pod racing game. Um, If if they had the the other Star Wars arcade game, the original trilogy arcade game, I would split it. But if Mm. they didn't, the entire $5 pretty much was all just spent on that pod racing arcade game. Nice. I got to play it once at a movie theater because um, they had it in the you know like the the gaming area. Mm-hmm. I think I played it once. I died like every single time within like seconds. I, it was so hard for me. I was not good at it. Like Aww. they had it at Rancho. That's excuse me. That's right. We'll get a chance to play it this coming summer. I played Katie, a level it's yours. at Rancho. Katie, just you. Even if somebody goes for it, I'll, I will push them aside for you. Be like, sorry, lady. I'll push them aside <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys for serious? Like, yeah, and I you forgot. could just you could just play it. Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, at, the, shoot, at uh, the end. Yeah, at the end. You, yeah, at the end, he has like all the arcade games, and they just turn them on. And you can play them for his, for a little while if you feel like it. What? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I don't. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a month to figure it out. <laughs> Only a month? Well, a little over a I month. Need more yeah. time. I need more time to figure this out. I got a plan. Yeah. Now, now that, 
I, man, I will say that I I loved the Phantom Menace story video game so much. Um, I remember. Oh yeah, so I must. I had. A, I did get a PlayStation right around the time Phantom Menace came out. I don't think I had the video game before the movie. I know that I didn't. I don't even know if it came out before the movie. Um, but I loved that video game so much. I, I've always loved story video games, and I've always wished they would like re like just remakes an original trilogy story mode video game and then do it for the prequel trilogy then do it for the sequel trilogy once it's done um because they they had a great story game for revenge of the sith as well that i loved but the phantom menace one was so good i actually at work last week um i had i had just like somebody doing a playthrough of the game up on youtube just as i was working because i was like i love watching (laughs) this it's actually kind of boring to watch but um uh, i loved that game so much yeah. Um, Is that the one where Darth Maul uses red lightning? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pablo. Pablo. Is, is it canon? canon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Pablo. <laughs> um, Did you guys play Obi-Wan Adventures? No. Was I that a, played it. What was For that? the Game Boy. Okay. For, yep. That's yeah. how I played it. I played okay. it on the Game Boy Color. I, I played it. I played the PlayStation version for like 20 minutes at Walmart. Nice. Oh no, uh, I like had it. I got it for a birthday. When the the year, whatever year it came out, that was the year I got it for my birthday. And I remember I was so hyped. But alas, I never beat that game either. I was no match for Droid Dicas. No match for Droid Dicas. Yeah, I played like the first. I, I played twenty minutes, and the first ten minutes, I'm just trying to figure out what all the buttons do. And yeah, I'm like, right. Yeah, does I've never. That was the first time I played with PlayStation in my life. Was at Walmart because it was the Obi Wan game, and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to play this. I feel and my like mom was like, okay, well, I'm gonna do some shopping. You stay here. I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. Oh, lucky. <laughs> I feel like that might have been the exact same birthday that I got um, uh, Darth Maul Shadowhunter, that, that book, that Darth wow. Maul book that came out, like, right before my birthday. And so it was a very, uh, like, Phantom Menace-heavy birthday, where it's just all like, here's your Obi-Wan video game, and here's your Darth Maul book. Okay, bye. See you in t- 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just I locked think- myself in my room. <laughs> done. <laughs> Goodbye. Everybody else is eating cake. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I got business to attend to, y'all. Yeah, yeah. bye. Don't even oh. bother me with the rest of my presents. Yeah, you know. no. I'll open them at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have to say, I think I have two of my like fondest Star Wars memories are because of Phantom Menace. <laughs> and one of them was, uh, again, like at that point, my fandom was just like, it had been exploding for a few years, but it was just like at the zenith because now it's all over the place in a way that mm-hmm. it wasn't when I first got into it. Um, so it was so accessible, but I remember, um, the, the novel came out also before the movie did. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't know that. I'm so glad. (laughs) Um, I'm almost positive. I read it before the movie came out. Mm, Wait, actually, no, I definitely didn't. I definitely didn't, but I do remember, um, I got it though. Do you guys know what Sam's club is? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we were at a Sam's. We used to go to Sam's Club like pretty much every Sunday, um, and like do bulk shopping. And they had it at the Sam's Club, and it was a few days before Phantom Menace was going to come out. And I saw it, so I grabbed it and I and I bought it. And I was like, I really wanted to go home and read it that night, but I was like, no, I'm going to see the movie in like a few more days. I'm going to wait. But I just always remember like that summer, 
we had this really nice hammock in our front yard. So laying on the hammock with my Walkman on, and I would just cycle through the soundtracks. It was always Star Wars music as I read that novel. And I just, I loved the novel so much. Um, And then I would, you know, I would read the novel for probably like a couple of hours, put my Star Wars themed bookmark in, take the book inside, go grab my cheap Qui-Gon lightsaber from CVS, (laughs) go out to my bridge, strap the Walkman to my belt and put on Duel of the Fates and reenact the duel to the best of my ability. Because we had this long um, covered bridge and it was um, kind of narrow, like the, uh, you know, the, the red wall part of the feed control hanger. And oh. I would like pace it out to try to like do it just right. And <laughs> I would be like fighting up and down my bridge with that music just blasting in my headphones. And I loved it so much. Oh, wow. Oh my awesome. gosh. I, uh, oh my gosh. So I, I think, I think we've talked before about how, um, I wasn't allowed to watch star Wars when, <laughs> Right when when the VHS tapes came out in 1995, um, so the Star Wars was in my house, but I wasn't allowed to watch them because they weren't for children. Right? Interesting. And uh, and that was part of why um, that was part of why I didn't get to see the Phantom Menace right away because mm-hmm. you know I, I'm not sure about this. You know that it's not for kids. It looks too scary, and it's <laughs> just you know. And uh, you know, so I did end up eventually seeing it, but still, kind of the rule in the house was like, I'm not so sure about how obsessed you're getting with this guy with the scary red face. You know, <laughs> uh, but I remember that that um, it, it was 2000. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, you know, so the year after the Phantom Menace came out, uh, the Darth Maul Journal came out. You know, that that kids book. Yep. Um, they had it at the Scholastic Book Fair at my school, and I remember being all like, Oh no. I won't be allowed to have this like at, at home, you know? Uh-huh. So I was like, I literally like scraped together my, like, you know, my lunch money and stuff. Like, you know, I was, <laughs> I was counting quarters to have enough for this book so that I could buy it and no one would know, you know? So I bought it at the book fair at school and like smuggled it home under my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just remember, one of the other big things I remember is just the media coverage of everything because when the the opening weekend, um, we used to get the the daily newspaper, but the opening weekend, the big Sunday paper that had everything uh, in it that weekend that it opened had a huge, like I think, front page story about all the fans and the lines at the movie theaters for this. And there was a massive, you know, picture from inside one of the, the San Antonio movie theaters um, with just a bunch of people in the lobby smiling and laughing and front and center is a guy cosplaying as Darth Maul, nice. um, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and I just remember, I might still have that article clipped somewhere. I, yeah. I had I clipped it for a while, and I think it's I, it's somewhere. I, I hope uh, still, but I, it was crazy. But just the amount of media attention, all the local news stations had somebody out at the theaters. All the newspapers ran articles and big spreads, mm-hmm. um, and then. As far as one of my favorite viewings of the movie ended up being Halloween that year. Uh, it was in the Dollar Theater. 
And so we were like, we're going to go see it one last time at the movie theater before it comes out on video or whatever. And uh, because it was all out of the main theaters, but it was still at the dollar theater. And so we went and, you know, half of our audience was dressed up because it was Halloween. Um, (laughs) Star Wars characters. Our ticket taker was Darth Maul. Oh, my God. We bought our tickets and you walk up and they tear it and tell you which theater to go to. He was Darth Maul. Um, (laughs) I saw Palpatine in the lobby, uh, Darth Sidious in the lobby, and the crowd in that theater was totally into it. Oh, yeah. You know, the people behind me were laughing at everything Jar Jar did. There was cheering, you know. Everybody was just having a good time on Halloween watching The Phantom Menace again, you know? So it was really cool. Um, but, yeah, I just remember all of the, the the media hype, and it was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. Um, so much so that, you know, everyone remembers um, what what was the – was it The Waterboy – Trailers was like um, if you see right, them, right. if Black. you see one movie this year, see the Phantom Menace. If you see two, <laughs> come see Waterboy. Uh, I think it's Meet Joe Black, but yeah. Oh, Meet Joe Black. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, Meet Joe Black. It, it, uh, you couldn't escape it. No, and it was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll, who, I'll, who would want to escape it? Honestly, right. <laughs> who would want to? Not, not me. The I'll just uh, like it. It's to this day, it's the best movie experience I've ever had in the theater was the premiere of Phantom Menace. And I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't at the midnight premiere or anything like that. Now, I know I was there on opening day, um, but it was in the evening. So there'd probably already, you know, right. There'd been several showings up to that point. Um, and I'll just never forget the like waiting in that line. We already had our tickets. But we still waited in this really long line. Um, it was my first experience ever of being around like Star Wars costumes. You know, Aww. I knew they existed, but I'd never seen them in real life. Uh-huh. I, and it's like my little old hometown. Like you just I never thought I'd see it there. Right. Like in my mind, it's like, oh, I'm sure there's people doing that in New York City, but not in, you know, little Endwell, New York. Um, and it's just I mean, it's not like everybody was, but there was a lot of it. And it made it feel so alive and so electric. And even as a kid, like I've always I've, I've hated crowds like my entire life. Like they just make mm. me very anxious and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so normally in a setting like that, I would have been very anxious and uncomfortable and like, kind of like, you know, a- angry and, and annoyed, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was just like this electricity in that line that I didn't care. Like it was great. I was there with my two cousins who I, I celebrated Star Wars with for so much of my like early days of Star Wars. Um, my, my uncle was there. I think my dad was there. I don't remember. I just know that they were definitely there. My cousins. And when we got into that theater finally and you get through the commercials and the trailer started and I'll never forget. Just somebody yells out, the first transport is away. And the entire <laughs> theater just erupted, erupted. And like I never felt like like literally, like, you know, the expression about how your hair stands yeah. on end. It, that's yeah. the first time I ever experienced that. It was something out of this world. Um, and then it was the same thing while watching the movie, specifically during the duel. Um, like when that door opens and Maul shows himself for the first time, I literally, for the first time in my life at a movie theater, was on the edge of my seat. And then the part that – this has always been my favorite part of the duels. After Anakin takes off, he's flying up into the you know like the white clouds and he's like, try to override it. And then we go back, right? And it's like this – 
big, you know, it's from way up top, you know, shooting down on the, the three of them dueling and Qui-Gon gets kicked to the side. Then Maul, of course, only knows how to open <laughs> things with broken droids. Um, but like, yes. in that moment, just like the electricity of that moment, again, it was like all the hairs on my arms and my neck were just standing straight up. And I, I felt like I was floating. Like it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And when I walked out of the theater that night, I was like, that is the best movie that has ever been made. Um, <laughs> and Phantom Menace was my favorite movie for a very, very long time. Um, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. Yep. I still love is. that movie <laughs> so much. Uh, it's, it's still pretty high up on my list. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. And honestly, you know, I everyone knows I'm a big Attack of the Clones fans uh, fan, but of the prequel movies, it's probably the one that's aged the best. Um, oh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It's very good, and everybody needs to just accept that and <laughs> stop it. Just, just accept so, it. <laughs> just accept the fact that Phantom Menace is very good, and move along. Move along. Yeah. Move along. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, what I would give to be able to go back, to travel back in time to 1999 and just watch all of that unfold all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Would be super cool. Yeah. It's, it was something. I don't even think The Force Awakens no. compared to it. Like, not even. I don't no. think so either. It's yeah. the closest thing that I've experienced to that. Sure. Yeah. But there was just n- no way to avoid the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I wonder how much of that is because we were so young and yeah. things like that are multiplied, you know, when you're young like that. So I don't know. Maybe the Phantom Menace, it, it, um, sorry, The Force Awakens, if, if I was 11, maybe those experiences would have felt the same. I don't know. But there really was something. Right. I don't know. The Phantom Menace, sorry, The Force Awakens wasn't in like, I don't know. It wasn't on Pepsi cans the yeah. way The Phantom Menace was. It wasn't right. everywhere you looked, you know. It was, it was yeah. in quite a few places, but not mm-hmm. to the extent Right. That the Phantom Menace was. Like, you could not go down a grocery store aisle without seeing Darth Maul yeah. or Jar Jar Binks on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it literally was impossible to avoid it because it was on your Band-Aids. It was on your oh, right. yeah. your food. Uh, you had all the, the shampoos and everything that came out with it. You know, they were Star Wars versions of everything. Mm-hmm. Um You'll see this when you go into Rancho Obi-Wan, but there was even uh, Star Wars produce stickers oh, right. <laughs> that have been made for various different things um, over the years. But I'm pretty sure Phantom Menace had some, too. Uh, Steve Sansweet has a collection of produce stickers at Rancho Obi-Wan. They're on fake fruit now, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's amazing. Yes. Well, you know what? I think again, for the sake of time, we should we should start wrapping up just because yeah, there's still so many other things you could talk about. But yeah, if if Phantom Menace just did something in pop culture 
in general and then in Star Wars fans' experience in specifics in a way that nothing else ever has in the Star Wars experience. Not in, mo- yeah. not in mine, anyway. Um, and like you said, Katie, like while fan- or Force Awakens was certainly up there and similar in some ways, it still wasn't the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, right. And that's not knocking the buildup of For- Force Awakens. Again, there is a big difference between 13-year-old Carl and, you know, 30-year-old Carl. Um, yeah. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, like, there was just something so magical about that time. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and in a way, like, that's what we also got on the screen, right? There was... Yeah. It, it, Phantom Menace is such a magical movie. Um, yeah. And the feeling you got building up to it was also what the movie delivered. I yeah. Think. So. Well, yeah. so much so that it informed my my playtime for the next three years until Attack of the Clones came out. You know, every time I went to the pool, I was swimming to Otagunga, you know. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, you yeah. know, everything I did for play involves Star Wars in some way, and that's because of the Phantom Menace. Um, you know, I, I couldn't... I didn't want to avoid it anymore, so I just embraced the whole thing, and it became my obsession. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a big fan of Star Wars when the you know, special editions came out, but after Phantom Menace, it was my obsession, and everyone around me knew it. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know... I, you're right, though. It, it did deliver, you know, in addition to being such a, a, a cultural touchstone in a weird way, um, it delivered a product that, especially for 10-year-old Jason, was the gateway drug <laughs> into a whole new world and a whole new way of imagining things and playing things. Um, and just helped me to to sort of navigate the weird awkward bumps and twists and turns of of childhood and preteen life as i advanced towards you know attack of the clones so it was a weirdly interesting thing um but it was this magical thing and it was this very like moment defining thing for me then I will never forget that stuff. So, yeah. Well yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything cool. else? <laughs> no, no, very cool. Um, yeah, like so. As always, right? Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed like our trips down memory lane and 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 our experience of that Phantom Menace hype. I love yeah. hearing your. I I love hearing other people's stories. So. You know, share with us anything that's like came up for you as you were listening, you know, whether it's the things you loved about the Phantom Menace buildup, about some of the products that you were after, about some of the things that <laughs> enhanced your playtime in the Star Wars world because of Phantom Menace. Any of that stuff it's, is always um, just things I love to hear. Yeah, it's fascinating to me. I, Does I, anybody still have their complete pepsi can collection yes did anybody play the chips and soda drinking game anybody (laughs) (laughs) pablo pablo (laughs) oh my gosh but um 
we've got a a fun matchup for you this episode yes Uh, i think katie should introduce this matchup because it's partly her fault um (laughs) (laughs) katie for this one we pitting against each other this time this phantom menace inspired matchup well, we're going to go ahead and match up the incomparable, <laughs> inconceivable <laughs> Seal Bibble versus Jason's guy, Jason. Newt Gunray. Yeah. <laughs> Viceroy of the Trade Federation. <laughs> yes, that's the matchup. Who would win in this awesome battle of wills, battle of <laughs> Gentlemen, battle of amazing beards and amazing hats. <laughs> I'm sorry. The fact that you said gentlemen. Yeah, gentlemen. And the fact that Newt Gunray is included in that umbrella <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. He has a very formal way of speaking. I think he's a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only gentlemanly thing about Newt Gunray. Um, we are democracy. The people have decided. <laughs> Take them away. Uh, all and, then, right. and then they just start slapping each other. That's how, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how this is going to go down. Um, yes. Yeah, In true Wampus Lair fashion, folks, this is our matchup. Um, CEO Bibble versus Newt Gunray. Thank you so much, Katie, for that. And Carl, if people want to weigh in on our matchup or Anything else we've discussed in this episode? This is a fun episode. I'm so glad we went down memory lane on this. Um, where can they do that? Well, of course, they can do it on Twitter um, at Wampusler. You can find us on Facebook at Wampusler Podcast. You can always email us at wampuslerpodcast at gmail.com. Katie, where can folks find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Dameron. <laughs> Catch up with all of my Phantom Menace tweets because they were great. hopefully you caught the fact that we were joking when she didn't tweet anything at all on the fandom anniversary (laughs) (laughs) all right anything else we've got before we close down this episode no that'll do it boy i love you Oh, man. Well, thank you, everyone, so much. Stay tuned um, afterwards for the finale of the Return of the Jedi radio drama. Um, this will close out this uh, this round through the radio dramas. So enjoy that. Um, thank you so much for listening to episode 334 of the Wampus Lair podcast, The Phantom Menace Remembered. For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. Return of the Jedi, Episode 6, Blood of a Jedi.
A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now the end game in this cosmic struggle has come. A combined rebel fleet is on its way to the forest moon of the planet Endor to destroy the empire's new Death Star. But the rebels are flying into a trap. Aboard the battle station, Luke Skywalker has fallen captive to Darth Vader. Luke's desperate appeals to turn him from the dark side of the Force have failed to move the man who was once Anakin Skywalker, his father. Below on the lush green sanctuary moon, a rebel commando unit has penetrated the underground complex from which the Death Star's defensive shield is generated. But the rebels do not realize that their presence there is also a part of the grand strategy hatched by their deadliest enemy, Emperor Palpatine. those controls. Chewie, cover those two in the corner. Han, the fleet will be here any minute. Major Durlin. Yes, right here, Jen. The clock's running out, Major. Let's do it. Demolition squad, up. Start planning your charges. Come on, security team. Disarm the prisoners. Get them up against that far wall. What happened to the droids and the Ewoks? Didn't they follow us in? I guess they stayed back at the edge of the forest. Han, if this shield isn't down when Lando and the others emerge from hyperspace, they'll be like targets in a shooting gallery. Ah, relax. We're going to blow this place clear over the Death Star. Throw me another demo charge. Come on, come on. I do hope the princess and General Soto hurry up. No, I have no idea where the other Ewoks have gone. I'll ask with you. Need you a lot, you know, bring a lot. Quickly calm yourself. Need you on my unit. Stormtroopers? Where? Oh, my. Walkers. This is an ambush. The princess and the others will be captured, and the rebel fleet is already on its way. Oh, this is a catastrophe. Wicked, you can't abandon us. You said the Ewoks would be loyal to the rebel alliance. Where are you going? Wait, come back, Arto! Stay with me! Assault wing, this is Gold Leader. Prepare for emergence from hyperspace. Now! There's the Death Star, right on the mark. Need Nam take the controls while I form up the wing? Salt wing, all flight leaders report in. Red leader standing by. Gray leader standing by. Green leader standing by. Lock all S-foils in attack position. This is Admiral Akbar. Commence your approach on the Death Star. And may the force be with us. Salt wing, form up on me. What? Try again, Nene. We gotta get some kind of reading on that deflector shield, up or down. How could the Imperials be jamming us if they... Don't know we're coming. Salt wing break off the attack. Death Star shield is still up. I get no reading, boss. Are you sure? Oh, craft, pull up and regroup. This is Akbar. It's a trap. All vessels take evasive action. Green flight, stick close to holding sector MV7. Admiral, we have enemy ships in sector 47. Admiral, we got TIE fighters coming in. They're all over the place. They're boxing us in. So ready to attack speed. Draw them away from the cruiser. Copy, copy. Yeah, I see it. Only the TIE fighters are attacking. What the Star Destroyers are waiting for. Boss, something's happening over on that Death Star. Forget it for now. We can't get at it through that deflector shield and it can't hurt us. Heads up! Heads up! Death Star is firing! Death Star took out one of the cruisers. 
Home one, this is Gold Leader. We saw Gold Leader. All crap, regroup for a general withdrawal. We won't get another chance at that battle station, Admiral. We have no choice. Our cruisers can't repel firepower of that magnitude. On, we'll have that deflector shield down. We've got to give him more time. Come and see, young Skywalker. From here on the Death Star, we shall have an excellent view of the battle. You're not going to win, Emperor Palpatine. Oh, no. Your rebel fleet has discovered my trap, but not soon enough to save itself from annihilation. I think it is your powers that have brought us to this moment. You are mistaken. It's the Force. Indeed. The dark side. Isn't that so, Lord Vader? As you say, my master. From here, boy, you will witness the final destruction of the Alliance. No, it won't. It can't end like this. I see you looking to your lightsaber. You want it, don't you? The hate is swelling in you. Next to my hand. Take your Jedi weapon. That would be your final triumph, wouldn't it? The dark side is the ultimate power, Luke. Look out there. Your comrades are being exterminated. Use your lightsaber, young Jedi. I am unarmed. Strike me down with it. Give in to your anger. No! It is unavoidable. It is your destiny, young Skywalker. You, like your father, are now mine. Keep moving, you rebel trash. You there. Keep your hands behind your head. Get your hands off me. Leia, stay close to me. Rebel prisoners, halt. Stay in line and keep your hands raised. Han, we've got to do something. Yeah, well, a battalion of Imperial Scout Walkers could make that a problem. Chewie, you okay? Good, stay ready. Mm -hmm. Lando and the fleet are finished if we don't neutralize that shield generator. We're not going to be helping them if we get ourselves mowed down by the Attention Imperials. Attention, prisoners! You are going to be transported... I say, over there... Treat the own R2. Where are you looking for me? Where did those droids come from? Get over there and take them into custody. What's going on? I don't know. Get set for anything. Grab those two droids on the hill. Yeah, either that or they got some mighty slow meteors around here. Try the bunker door. I'll see if I can spot Durlin. The access code's been changed. We need R2-D2. Try the Conway. R2, where are you? We need you and 3PO at the bunker door right away. The strike team's pinned down. Looks like it's up to us. 
message. Sit closer, Wedge. Move as close as you can to those Star Destroyers and engage them at point-blank range. At that distance, we won't last long against those Dreadnoughts. We'll last longer than we would against that Death Star. We might just take a few of them with us. All flights, regroup. Close it up and stick with your wingmen. Come on, Han, old buddy. Let me down. On the sanctuary moon will not survive. There is no escape, my young apprentice. The battle's not over yet. Good. I can feel your anger. I am defenseless. Here, take up your lightsaber. Strike me down with all your hatred. has come for you to join us, Luke. No. Then you must watch your friends perish! No! So, the Jedi summons his lightsaber and it flies to his eye. I won't let you kill them! Yes, you will. It's beyond your control now, Luke. I have to stop him! You will fail! I will not fight you, Father. You are unwise to lower your defenses. <laughs> Dodge and leave, foolish boy! There isn't enough room in the galaxy for you to avoid your fate. Your thoughts betray you, Father. I feel the good in you, the conflict. There is no conflict. Come down from the catwalk! You couldn't bring yourself to kill me before, and I don't believe you'll destroy me now. Cut the catwalk out from under Invader. I would see the last of the Jedi brought low. You underestimate the power of the dark side, Luke. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. You don't mean that, Father. I mean that. <laughs> the dark side, Luke. Never! Go after him, Vader. Bring him to ground. I will bring him to you, my master. Hurry, R2. Get that glass door open. Now or never, R2. Please permit my counterpart to concentrate, General. Stormtrooper! R2! Lousy back shooter! Arto, you've been shot! Oh! Arto, why did you have to be so brave? I guess I could apply a little Corellian overdrive, hotwire the door. I'll cover you. How can those Ewoks hold their own against the Imperials? Their turf and their ambush makes all the difference. Come on, Han! We're running out of time! I think I got it. Here goes! Wait! You've locked the outer shield into place over the blast door. Ah, crummy Imperial equipment! 
Where are my stars, Princess Leia? She's been shot. Where'd they get you, Leia? Sure. Freeze, Rebels! Oh, dear. Nobody move. I guess they got it. I've still got my blaster. When I give the word, out of my way fast. I love you. I know. Get on your feet. You heard the man. Ready? Now! <laughs> nice play, Princess! Just a little Corellian overdrive. Uh, look out! There's a scout walker closing in on us. Don't shoot! We give up! It stopped. General Soto, I never knew you could be so persuasive. They're opening up the top turret. Look, it's Chewie! <sighs> He's captured a scout walker. <laughs> Chewie, get down here! No, no, wait. I'm coming up there. I got an idea. Cover the bunker door with your guns. Looks like Major Durland and the Ewoks are coming to help. Fine, they can help us throw a little surprise for you. <laughs> Scout Walker 7 to Shield Control Room. Come in. This is the Shield Control Room. What's your status out there? Battle's over out here, Commander. The Rebels are fleeing into the woods, but we need reinforcements. Outstanding. I'll send three squads. Unsealing the blast door now. That's very, very accommodating of you, Commander. This is a day that will long be remembered. You got that right, pal. Hold it! Nobody move! Drop your weapons and place your hands above your heads. Let's move it! Uh, uh, we give up! Major Durlin, did you recover any demolition charges? Yeah, plenty. Get your teams busy. We're on it, General. The rebel fleet must be on the ropes by now. Yeah, but in about 60 seconds, the real party's gonna start. And we've still had no word of Master Luke. Show yourself, Luke. A Jedi does not skulk in shadowy corners. I will not fight you. Give yourself to the dark side. It is the only way you can save your friends. Never. Yes. Your thoughts betray you. Your feelings for them are strong. Especially for... For your sister. So you have a twin sister. Your feelings have now betrayed her too. Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from Cody. Now his failure is complete. Will not turn to the dark side. Then perhaps your sister will. Place at my side. Finish him. 
I told you no. Why don't you strike Luke? Slay him, or I'll slay you. I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, Palpatine. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. And the last of them. So be it, Jedi. You are at the threshold of your ultimate defeat. Told you Han and the others wouldn't let us down. <laughs> Neen, retarget gunnery computers. <laughs> Red group, gold group, all remaining fighters form up on me. We're going in. We copy, gold leader. Here's the access tunnel coming up, boss. Starting up your formation. We're flying straight to the heart of the Death Star. We've got TIE fighters on an intercept vector. Keep them off our backs, but don't stop to engage. We have to hit that reactor. Going in, gold leader. Tight quarters in here, boss. We're just here for a short visit. Need lock onto the strongest power source you can find. It should be the reactor. Good. Keep us on that signal. <laughs> Time to roll the dice. The Death Star is doomed, Palpatine, and so is your empire. Since you will not be turned, young Skywalker, you will be destroyed. Behold the naked energies of the dark side, the lightning of pure willpower. Now, feel its fury. Ah! Ah! Young fool, only now at the end do you understand. Lord Vader, get to your feet. Eyes, I say. Yes, my master. When I've slain this last Jedi, cast his body down the core shaft. No! Yes! Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. You now pay the price for your lack of vision! Father, help me! He is my slave, not your father. Now, young Skywalker, you will die. Tides are still with us. 
Threat 2, peel off and take the rest of the assault wing back to the surface. Try to get those TIE fighters and make them follow you out. Copy, Gold Leader. Glad you stick with me. I read your boss. What's up, my me, Tommy? I see it, I see it. Whoa! There goes the paint job. Reactor chamber coming up. Need prepare to fire. There's the reactor, boss. You go for the power regulator on the north tower, Wedge. I'll target the central matrix. Copy, Gold Leader. As an old pal of mine would say, let's blow this thing and go home. Steady. Fire! Now get clear! Go! Go! That reactor overloads, this whole place is finished. Pour it on! Pour it on! Here comes the big one. There! This is the payoff! Yes! They did it! Oh my! The Death Star is utterly destroyed! Yes, it is. Leia, I'm sure Luke wasn't on that thing when it blew. He wasn't. You know? Mm-hmm. I can feel it. You love him, don't you? Fine. I understand. When he comes back, I won't get in your way. Han, he's my brother. Brother? <sighs> you, then, then you were. Well, then Luke. Luke isn't. Why the... don't you stop worrying about Luke and talk about yourself? Me? And about the way uh... you feel about me? About how there aren't enough scoundrels in my life? Look, Leia, when this war's over, you go back to being an alliance leader, and I go back to being a guy with a starship for hire. A princess and a smuggler, the odds against the two of us making um, a co- huh? 
Never tell me the odds. Just kiss me. Pardon me, Master Luke, but the Ewoks' victory celebrations will be starting momentarily. I'll be right along, 3PO. But first, you are going to light Lord Vader's funeral. That is your father's funeral, Piacer. What could be more fitting? It's a night of lights, Ewok victory fires, rebel fireworks, even the last pieces of the Death Star burning up in the atmosphere. Put that way, Master Luke. It does sound appropriate. Burn his armor, and with it the name of Darth Vader. May the name of Anakin Skywalker be a light that guides the Jedi for generations to come. Master Luke, General Calrissian and the others are due at any moment. I'll be right along. Rest well, Father. The Force is with you. You did it, right? You kept your word. What? Not a scratch, you said. You'd bring back the Falcon without a scratch yeah, on they're, they're here, Well, Luke. nothing that's left on her is scratched. All the scratched parts got knocked off along the way. Knocked off? Oh, Han, Luke. buck up. Here come Luke and 3PO. And look, R2-D2 and fully functional again. Oh, R2, when I tell the Ewoks the story of today's events, I shall give you full credit for helping me accomplish my mission. <laughs> What do you mean you were the one who saved the day? All you managed to do was to get your circuits right when you... I'm sure there'll be enough acclaim for everyone. Oh, I heartily agree with you, sir. Luke, hmm. sorry to hear about your father. Thanks, Lando. But take a deep breath. That's freedom in the air. Come on, the party's starting. Yeah, that's for me. Chewie, grab us a good spot. You ready, Luke? Be right along, Han. Don't be long, brother. Han has to explain how he wants to make you an uncle. What? Hey, hey now wait a second. Let's go, Han. Uncle? I never said... Well, you never told me that... <laughs> nobody mentioned anything Oh, stop it. worrying. We'll make it up as we go along. Pardon me, Master Luke, but may I ask why you are staring into the darkness? What are you looking at? Not what, 3PO? Who? Don't you see them? Three comrades in arms. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Master Yoda, and Anakin Skywalker. My photoreceptors must be malfunctioning, sir. I don't see anything. But they're here. Their fire is back in the universe. Let it burn, high and bright, to be seen by friend and foe. The Jedi have returned.
Star Wars Return of the Jedi by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas and on the screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, David Burney as Anakin Skywalker, Joshua Farden as Luke Skywalker, Ari Gross as Lando Calrissian, Paul Hecht as the Emperor, Perry King as Han Solo, John Matthews as Wedge, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, Mark Adair Rios as Admiral Akbar, Anne Sachs as Princess Leia, and Tom Virtue as Major Derlin. Also heard in the series were Samantha Bennett, Ian Gomez, Rick Hall, Andy Hawks, Sherman Howard, Carl Johnson, John Capelos, Ron LaPaz, Joe Liss, Paul Mercier, Stephen Petrarca, Jonathan Penner, Gil Siegel, Nia Vardalis, and Ron West. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars Return of the Jedi was directed by John Madden and produced by Tom Vagley. The co-producer was Julie Hartley. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Post-production was realized with assistance from Tom Mudge and John Scherf by Tom Vagley. Star Wars Return of the Jedi was produced by Highbridge Audio in association with Tom Vagley Productions and L.A. Theatre Works and with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited. This production is dedicated to the memory of Brian Daly.